My name is Megan. I won't tell you my last name, mostly because I hate the Family Guy references. Animorphs has helped me find friends throughout my entire life. I bonded with my oldest friend in middle school because of a love for Animorphs. Is anyone really surprised I have an Animorphs podcast? at York. I'm Megan. My name is Alex. And I'm Tim. Did you did you forget? Nope, that was dramatic. Oh, okay. I was going for drama. Okay. How are you guys doing this week? Good. How about you? I'm excellent. I had a very fun Animorphs experience today. Oh, yeah? Yes. I had a nanny ask me what book I was reading and if I got it from the guy on the corner that sells books. I had to explain to her that it was a 21-year-old book and not in print anymore. <laughs> but still, she seemed fascinated. Oh, that's good. Yes. Did she know what Animorphs was? No, she did not. Oh. She just caught me laughing. And I was and was she asked me what I was reading, so I showed her. Excellent. Happy, happy one year anniversary. Yes. Yay. Woo. Jenna, we miss you quite a bit. Yes. Apparently a pipe burst at work. Oh no, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully she'll be back in time. But this week we finished the David trilogy with the solution. The solution to our problem that's named David. How do you solve a problem like a David? It doesn't the, quite work. But I'm the tagline the tagline on the book was uh, it was very interesting to me. The, a mistake has been made his name is david and i was like whoa that's rough david was yeah that's yeah. a really glaring use of passive voice <laughs> <laughs> to be very passive aggressive yeah looks like somebody fucked up animorphs <laughs> not gonna say who well before we dive too deep into it tim you want to recap us yeah i can do that Book 22, the conclusion of the David trilogy, The Solution. Axe gets Rachel, and they head to the mall. Rachel finds out about Tobias and is not happy. They find Tiger Jake unconscious and bloody. David has set a trap, but Rachel gymnasties out of it. Cops are coming, so they morph flies. Cassie's family comes to work on Jake. Rachel and Axe fly to Marco. David set another trap by morphing Marco. David and Rachel in a bird fight. David's about to win when Tobias shows up. David shows up as Marco at lunch. He wants the morphing cube. David learns not to... To push Rachel, especially when she has a fork. The gang is going back to the Marriott with a stop by the gardens. Seagulls to dolphins, four elephants, and two rhinos are gonna storm the castle. Chaos ensues. Back to dolphins. They encounter a killer whale, a killer whale named David. He still thinks Tobias is dead, so Cassie snuck away to morph a humpback whale to scare him off. Rachel goes home. Sadler isn't doing well. David is there and reaches his creepiest point yet. Sadler has made a miraculous recovery. Jake and Rachel hug it out and make a plan to stop Sadler David. David wants Rachel to take him to the box. <laughs> they go to the modern ruins. Rachel morphs a rat and David morphs a rattlesnake. The gang has to demorph and remorph as, mor- as roaches. David traps the roaches in a Pepsi bottle. Tobias breaks the Pepsi bottle and David gets trapped in a steel cage. Rachel tells everyone else to leave. They don't need to see this. Axe stays to track time. They take Nothla David to a deserted island and leave him there to live out his days. And that was book 22. What'd you think? I had 
had I had feelings. Like bad feelings? Yes. You didn't like this book? No, no, no. I liked okay. the book. I always these books are good. I don't like their choice. Oh man. I, to me, I am reading this and I am like, just kill him. Killing him is better than forcing him to turn into a rat and then putting him on a deserted island. No, he like, earned this. I, maybe he did, but it just seemed sick to me. Like somehow they thought this was the more humane solution to to, to make him live out a tortured existence. Maybe I just to a child's mind, nothing yeah. is worse than death. I guess, but they were wrong because I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, like you may as well just kill me. Like the first thing I would do is, well, I'm not gonna say that, but like I don't, yeah, I it like I'm reading it and it almost made me like sick the thought that they could do it. Hey, look, David has learned a very important lesson here. You don't step to Cassie. <laughs> he doesn't know Cassie did this, but we do. We yeah. do. Maybe we learned the important lesson. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know. But yeah, it, it got to me when they did it. I was like, oh, I mean, man. Maybe now you'll believe us when we're like, hey, these are dark shit books. Yeah. And um, yeah. maybe they're not all good and fluffy. No, no, this was the opposite of fluffy. This one was this one was rough. Like, like, obviously, there's no scenario where you can let this guy out. Like, I get that. But that just seemed like the roughest of all solutions. Like, the most torturous. I mean, it does save the issue of them figuring out how to get rid of a body. It does. This is true. I mean, they could have left him as a mouse and then killed him and then it's just a mouse body fed him to tobias then it's tortured and oh my god that would have been wonderful actually <laughs> he fucking killed tobias tobias he did. deserved he to did. eat him I, I i definitely he is he is deserving of punishment there is no disagreement here i appreciate cassie's use of poetic justice <laughs> i don't know if she was going for poetic justice I think or if she, she was. was going for what she felt was actually more humane. Uh, that's what I think. I think that somehow in their twisted little minds, this was the 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 better of the two options. Sometimes he... when the sky is dark, the clouds part, and you get a bright ray of light. That is these things not being mutually exclusive. <laughs> I don't know. I I can see the idea that if you trap him in a in a morph, not granted, they could have given him a better one. Yes. But he still can have a life of some sort, at least a few more years. Maybe as a happy mouse with a happy mouse family. A few more years? I don't know. How long do mice live? No, a few more days. He's going to get in a mice fight over some food or something, and he's not going to know how to act, and he's going to, something's going to eat him. (laughs) So, in your mind, David is dead. Well, yeah, after like a tortured existence, like who knows how long. Well, okay, yes, everybody eventually dies. Thank you, Tim. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I don't think he lived out his days, if that makes sense. Something shortened him. His existence. Gotcha. I mean, I will put it this way. Assuming some kind of competitive advantage for human intelligence... His lifespan could be a solid five to seven years. On average, due to predation, like less than one. Yeah. I'm just and trying to remember what they said about Scabbers and Harry Potter and how long he was supposed to live. I mean, like three to five years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're like, I, I don't know. I guess that's the, the difference in that. You're right. He did at least live some kind of life. Also. But it's not on any kind of life that I would think. No, I agree. Would. I did yeah. just Google their lifespans. So that's not me <laughs> <Yeah>. guessing. <laughs> um, no, I I agree. I, I think that uh, it is something that they probably realized the, as they got older, like, oh my god, what did we do? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it took them getting older. No, Rachel really and Axe were pretty messed up by it at the end. Yeah. 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 When you have Axe being like, I don't want to ever talk about this again. And Rachel talking about something in her breaking. Yeah. And that's the entire book. Hello, we're done. Yeah. We just started <laughs> yeah. with the end. And yeah, we'll spend sorry. the rest of the episode on our Game of Thrones mashup. <laughs> do you want to get that out of the way now? Is that what you're saying? I mean, we don't have to right now. We 
can tease it for a minute. Okay. Upcoming. Oh, mashups um, are uh, coming. Also, from everything that I read, Aristotle was right. What? What? That plot is more important than character. But it has to do definitionally what? with how... Yeah, it's how he defined character. By what I read, character is not necessarily the people involved in it. It's the, the growth of the qualities of the people involved. So character and development. So, yes, character development. And his, his point was that you can have plot without character or character development as he was really defined defining it that's hell but you can't ha- sure but you can't have character development without plot and that's the the only reason that i'd say that we'd have to agree with him like functional tell that to one, anton one... chekhov <laughs> i did does he does he have a twitter yes probably actually <laughs> yeah, yeah i bet he does it's probably true yeah he definitely didn't die decades ago from tuberculosis <laughs> yeah, i bet you there's an, anton, there's an anton chekhov twitter now that meg says that i bet Man, that's probably true anton yelchin died at a young age too maybe don't name your kid anton he but would yeah, have been such a fucking good tobias oh my god i need to Ooh. now take a moment hey add to the list for future episodes not next one because we've got that one figured out <laughs> but maybe like two episodes from now which star trek character would be Ooh. I'm gonna get started on that now. I'm sorry, guys. I have to leave the podcast <laughs> so I can start doing that. So now that we've kind of talked about the end, let's go back to the beginning. I'm sure we'll come back okay. to the end again. Yes. With not picking up from Jake falling, but Axe waking up Rachel. Yeah, this uh, this kind of wrong. Like I see why you were getting at it last episode, and I'll be honest. Last episode, I was like, why? Why is that a big deal? And I'll be re- honest. Reading this this book, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Because you're Jake. Like, this, yeah, but it felt like. <laughs> And and you're right, that's 100% the correct reason. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, this seems sort of manufactured, you know? All of her emotions? Yeah. Like, well, the reasons for her emotions. It's like, okay, so Jake came and got you, and you're you're mad about... I don't get it. She's not I mean, mad. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's worried about how she's viewed, I guess, was the... She's worried that there's something inside of her that she doesn't like, and that others are starting to notice it. Her dark passenger. And what that means. And where it comes from, and what's going to happen to her. I guess the reality of that is is that it didn't like I that part of Rachel doesn't bother me so I guess that's why I guess the cutthroat yeah that's like it's kind of why I like Rachel okay why I think Rachel should be leading this team instead of do you know any 12 year old girls that is no. a really fucking weird question. Yeah. Uh, the yes. lucky answer is no. I don't know any. I do. I do. And thinking of them as stone cold killers or someone who'd be willing to jump into a fight and do that is a little terrifying. Also, Jake Dumb, I don't know that I think of anybody as a stone cold killer. I'm trying to think of people that I know. I'm like, well, nobody does murder. <laughs> But I think, like, statistically, somebody I know has to be capable of murder. And now I'm going to try and figure out who that somebody is for, like, the next week. Look to your left. Now look to your right. If one of the people next to you is not a murderer, you are. (laughs) Oh, man, could I do a murder? Okay, well, while you're processing that... This has just gotten really heavy for me, guys. I'm going to need a minute. Um, Listeners at home, listening to this first episode of Can Tim Do a Murder? (laughs) The previous year worth of episodes that you've been listening to have been prologue (laughs) to our new real crime fiction podcast, Can Tim Do Murder? We'll tell you now the story, the shocking, sad, twisted story of how Tim did murder. And it all started with an otherwise unassuming cult. <laughs> no. Speaking my son, of yesterday, my son did stop me from killing a spider. Well, that was very good. Your son is not doing murder. Yeah, I was like, it made me feel really good. He, I was like, that spider's headed towards the house. I guess I should kill it. And he's like, no way, dude. And I was like, all right. Wait, it wasn't even cool. in the house. It was just headed toward the house. Yeah, but you can't like. 
That's an act of aggression in the war on spider. Spiders are our friends. Spider eat other bug, but they do it where I don't see it. Yeah, they can't do it inside the house, though. They spider have to do it outside. Spider eats That's the... worse bugs, and some spider hangs out in its yellow and black aloha shirt pattern in a cool hammock between two bushes and just waves at you with its, like, eight-inch long legs as you walk by on your way to Australian politics class. Gives you a little never... head nod and winks with four of its eight <laughs> eyes. So there was a death on the second page, which is also, I guess, our pop culture shout-out. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Why am I the one that highlighted the, oh my god, she killed Kenny? I read that and I was like, I need to highlight that. (laughs) Because I I refuse. Because I fucking refuse. Why? Do you have something against South Park? Yes. Really? Yes. We have differing opinions on South Park. I am not surprised by this. <laughs> no, not at all. Nor should you be surprised by my not being a South Park person. That's that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I am not a South Park person, but I did like Book of Mormon. Me too. I already feel like parts of it haven't aged super well, but in general, me oh, too. Oh, no, definitely not. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. What? That anything created by those two would at some point not age well. I know. Shock and awe. Yeah. That seems pretty natural i guess i have now three times gone to turn my phone on completely on silent and have not actually done it apparently now i have hooray now the buzzing will stop oh alex is back alex has been gone no but i've had for both of you have been gone on my screen oh it's oh. i think in my computer more than oh. anything else um so we kind of hit a turning point in the rachel tobias relationship she likes him and she, she admits it definitely likes him cue all of the on going the notebook jokes from here on out i'm a bird if i'm a bird you're a bird it's about the only thing i remember notebook it's the only thing i know about it (laughs) that's the joke that and the gaslighting don't know about that just know about say i'm a bird um but yes she says she realized at that point how much she actually liked tobias or how much she cared for him she didn't think she even knew until that point that he was the wind beneath her wings yes Oh, Lord. <laughs> so let's talk about how fucked up Cassie's mom probably is now. I want to know. Well, okay, yes, that. But I do have a question in the in the Cassie's mom business here. Um, speaking of gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. The case of the disappearing tiger. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cassie's mom. So Cassie's mom is called to fix this tiger found in the middle of the mall, bleeding out from its neck. Closest exotic veterinarian. Yes, and she recognizes it as being one of hers from the gardens, and is maybe a little perturbed that no one called her to tell her a tiger had escaped. And eventually, Cassie gives Jake some adrenaline, and he demorphs and is fine, and sneaks off. And then the tiger's gone, and mysteriously shows back up in its enclosure. And at no point did anyone go like, "Hey." I wonder how that tiger got out. Let me go look in its enclosure. But the good, good news... Cassie's parents are definitely not controllers. <laughs> this is true. They are that, or it was Visser 3 morphed into one of them, because only yeah. Visser 3 is that dumb. No, because there are two police officers that are controllers that are definitely like, yeah, I know. we're not going to tell Visser 3 about this, yeah. right? Well, Visser 3 doesn't know, won't hurt us. <laughs> Very much so. And also says that we're the only two controllers here. Yeah. So score one for Cassie. Her yeah. parents are not controllers. Probably being super antsy, I'm sorry. Which does bring me back to the the whole how is everyone at the gardens not yerked after their looney tunes mascot assault yeah party? the media and it's false news <laughs> <sighs> which is like the worst way to put that but let's be honest there's a lot of it going on especially with this whole summit in town well if we're being timely and political um can i go to my timely political oh marco you sweet summer child or oh rachel you sweet summer child moment sure. uh 
But I'll tell you something. If Visser 3 thought for certain that he could catch the Andalite bandits as he thought of us, he wouldn't let the public get in his way. He wouldn't need to send the hork He could machine gun the place using human controllers. That would have made the news, but no one would have thought it was all that strange. I guess that says something about the condition of the human race, with or without aliens. Jesus it wouldn't Christ. even make the news today. That's It would. It just wouldn't for as long as it would have back then. It might make local news and someone would tweet about it and that would be it. It was a it mass would... shooting in Virginia a and couple went, days ago. And it made like an hour's worth of impact online and that was it. But it made the national news. I mean, I am mildly I don't know that I agree with the hour's worth of impact. I'm still seeing articles on it today. Oh, we <sighs> clearly have different Twitter feeds. I don't get my news from Twitter. And that would be why. I mean, I don't just read the news at Twitter, but if I'm talking about the impact of something on national or worldwide conversation, I'm watching social media to see when it stops being a thing. I suppose. They just released the victims' names yesterday, so... Conversations move on very quickly, and we are getting very real for our Animorphs <laughs> podcast. Yeah. This, is, this is true. The fact this is, is yes school shootings are bad and the fact that 21 years later they are still not any doesn't this one does this one predate columbine i ooh, i don't know is columbine 99 or i want to say it was columbine i'm looking it up i want to say it I was 99 know. i think it happened after high school for me so 99 sounds right but i'm not sure God. it was 99 yeah 10 years old i know i know so yeah this book predates columbine which was not the first school shooting, just to get that out there, but no, it was one of the worst. The first really bad one. It was like the sea change moment in yeah. discourse. So let's get off of school shootings. I will after the NRA does. Um, <laughs> I meant for the podcast. Oh, okay. We do need to better gun control laws, yeah. Yep. That second amendment says well regulated. That's all I'm saying. So I remember the moment that Rachel is about to be killed by David and Tobias swoops in to save the day. I remember the first time I read that and the amount of shock and how happy I was and just like my heart was bursting that Tobias was still alive. Immediately Danger Zone started playing in my head. <laughs> Okay. I blame Archer, but that is the song that my head went to. That's fair. I assume you assumed he was not dead. Me? No, Tim. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, I knew he wasn't dead. Wait, how did you know he wasn't dead? Because he wasn't gonna be dead. He wasn't you gonna die like that. You saying this. They? <laughs> if Tobias is gonna die, it's gonna get like half a book. This happened in like four seconds. A point There's of, no way. Point of information. It would have been half a trilogy, basically. <laughs> no, no, no. The actual event of it. Like, they just would have taken right through it. 60 pages for him to die yes and then has to like tell everybody you have you restarted we're alive is that the problem here how long it takes datu to die is that what you're thinking (laughs) no it's just that it would have been such a major plot point and it was just so blown through that i was like there's no way i'm not i'm not buying it and it happened when nobody was looking like i no, i never thought for one minute he was actually dead i'm gonna say this if it's taking 60 pages viscer three needs a new oven because his is preheating very slowly oh my fucking god But I, I, I will tell you that I never once, I never once entertained the thought of how this book was going to end. Like, no, you just assumed the, the, that David would die and it'd be all good. Yeah, yeah, and it would happen in some kind of like neat little wrap it up way. I did not think of this at all. It will not surprise you, Tim, to learn that I did try to seed this one for you too. I don't remember that. I suggested uh-huh. you don't think Tobias will get a friend. Ah. Uh... 
that was in there, wasn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. By the way, we talked last time about the the tension of not knowing whether or not Tobias would live or die or tell Mm -hmm. his story um, without the internet. And I realized, though, that actually wasn't accurate. What do you mean? The Animorphs website, which I definitely checked religiously, usually had cover art two books ahead. Oh, yeah. So if you had gone to the Animorphs website, and I'm I'm almost sure I would have just because I made it a habit because I wanted to see like names and cover art for things, you would have known, oh, book number 23 is a Tobias book. I had very little internet time. Like I remember I had X amount of time at my grandmother's on Wednesdays and I did troll the, troll's not the right word, uh, Animorphs website. Speaking of the dedication in this, was that like a segue for that or no? Uh, no, but. The dedication is for Jan- uh, Jeff Sampson and all his friends. It's for the website, people that created and kept the website up and running, but they couldn't put it directly like the people who did X, Y, and Z up for website. So that's who those people are. Ah. So really great and unintentional segue there. Yeah. It was but, completely uh, accidental. But uh, yeah, my main two uses of the internet in 1998 were seeing Animorphs cover art and looking for news about new Beanie Babies. Mine was playing the Animorphs game and probably just like looking for proof that Yerks were real. We had very slow <laughs> internet. Most games would not load and also Max in 1998. I had a Mac too. No, we had a PC. I had a Mac in my bedroom. Yeah. It was just a word processor. I'm not sure about 98, but I believe 98 was devoted mostly to Command and Conquer, Red Alert, and Quake. God, I love Quake. Yeah, so good. I might be getting my years wrong. That might have been like 97 or 96, but I think it was 98. Yeah, I moved in 99 and we got Quake 2 shortly after that. So, yeah, I don't know. Quake 2, Quake it to the streets? Yep, that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> What do you think of David going after Marco? David sucks as a human being. Like, they talk a lot. Okay, David has a really big ego. Yes. And But David is not stupid. No. Like, he did set up traps and very easily could have actually killed Tobias and Jake and Rachel. He's, he's a 12-year-old supervillain. He's yeah. a, He is evil Macaulay Culkin. He, he is, is evil Macaulay Culkin. That's a great way to phrase it. And this could have ended the Animorphs and how can one 12-year-old fucking child do something that Visitor 3 cannot? All think- that practice against the wet and or sticky bandits. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's really all that high of a bar to do something better than Visser 3, though. He's pretty terrible yeah, I mean, Visser, at everything. Visser 3 should be working at, at Michael Scott's company from The Office. He absolutely should. Oh, was that absolutely. Dunder Mifflin? Was that? Yes, okay. that's the one. I know that's not a particularly deep cultural dive, but as someone who almost never watches any more of The Office than he absolutely has to before he can find a remote because it's too close to his own life, uh, <laughs> I feel accomplished for pulling that one out of my butt. <laughs> All my Office knowledge comes from the memoirs that I've read of people who actually were on The Office at some point, which is Mindy Kaling and... Oh, I just forgot her name. I just read her book, too. Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. Ellie Kemper. Thank you. I had a real hard time with David morphing clothes in this until I realized like when he would morph Marco until I realized that he wasn't like losing his clothes when he would morph Marco yeah it yeah. was yeah I felt kind of dumb after that <laughs> was it was it in There's the similar build was it in the Saddler bit when she explicitly explained yes and he can just wear the same clothes yes that was exactly <laughs> it and I was like oh 
<laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And like when he goes into Marco's room, I'm sure Marco has, you know, a dresser that he could just put on clothes from. And Marco can... sleeps in the nude, so it was easy. Can you imagine waking up to someone standing over you with a baseball bat nope. at 12? Yes, because I'm anxious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> IMDb, I was looking at today for something, and it was like, take us home today. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need the DVD of us. I'm more than content. I... I to not to have those it. nightmares anymore. Oh, wait. Is that out on DVD? I saw it. Uh, it's coming soon. Okay. Yeah. Also, as soon as you said, take us home, my brain went, take us home. Man, take if I could just find home. the right earworm to get this album out of my head, that would be so good. I'm whenever it's song next. Whenever somebody says IMDB real fast, like like she just said that, and I'm like, no, Meg, you're not a douchebag. Why would you say that? I went to DB Woodside but, from Lucifer. I mean, I guess it's better than Dropbox, but. Yeah. <laughs> D.B. Cooper? I forgot about that bit. <laughs> that was a good one. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Meg and I had a running bit where we would call each other a Dropbox instead of a douchebag. Ah, I see. And it used to make me happy. And I'm probably going to start it back up again. Um. So yeah, David's not an idiot. Marco probably will have will not sleep for a long time. Oh, speaking of being woken up in terrible ways, I found a new terrible way to be woken up yesterday. Okay. You know how when your fire alarm or your smoke detector battery gets low it chirps at you yeah that's why mine's still not plugged back in mine is hardwired so i couldn't even just pull the batteries out and go back bad mine started at 5 30 in the morning as my neighbor's car alarm was going off and the two together woke me up and i like immediately rolled and hit the floor oh, oh. <laughs> that's unfortunate because i'm like oh something is on fire better get out of here oh shit oh shit oh shit oh that's a car alarm if it's hardwired why do you need batteries there's a battery backup in case the power goes out oh gotcha i have gas for most <laughs> things mag the immature one <laughs> You know what? It's been a year. I learned that. <laughs> I'm on con brain. It's so bad. She's normally the best of us. <laughs> Just like recenter herself. <laughs> oh, I can't quit laughing till you quit laughing. <laughs> You are making it worse. <laughs> oh, the best part is she's muting all of this, so it's just going to sound like me crazy laughing for no reason. That's the worst part. I'm going to leave all this in either way. It's because I start coughing when I laugh. Uh. I'm okay. I don't want to say broke on this stupid podcast. Okay. So as I was saying, I have gas. <laughs> No, Alec muted himself. It's not fair. No, I didn't. No. Oh, goodness. I'm just a goddamn professional who can laugh silently. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> okay. All right. Good. I do all kinds of things silently. As I was saying, I have gas. <laughs> and thus you need. And thus my smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors are hardwired but have battery backups because if the power is off i can still do things that create fire or carbon monoxide all right yeah see there was nothing funny here just my impending nope. death yep. and gas <laughs> death by go? gas death. 
Fun David fact, rats can't expel gas, so he could actually have gas to death. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, this is why they tell you if you have rats, put out a dish of co- Coca-Cola, not Coca-Cola. Uh, Cocaine would probably actually do it at high enough dosage, too. Note to self for next episode, find studies about rats on cocaine. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> So Rachel full on threatens David's parents with a fork. No, well, she threatens like, David with a fork. No, I know. Just I just want to like, him. yeah, I just want to mention that she's using a fork like while threatening. She skewers him ear. in the fucking yeah. ear. Yeah. Yep. And all she wants to do is twist it. Yeah, that's She wants to the twist line. the fork. That's the line. That's a problem. I, this part didn't, like, like that's Rachel taking care of business. Like, this kid asked for that part. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I agree. The yeah. guy's too cocky, and I can understand wanting to threaten him to bring him down. It is the fighting the urge to twist. I thought we couldn't say cocky. Oh, oh no, right. we can't. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, that got thrown out, so it's all good. Yeah, but that's like a year-old callback for us. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Happy anniversary. But yeah, uh, w- uh, that whole part, like, I didn't have any problem with that. Like, this, the the way that kid was acting and the way he was pushing, I'd have probably wanted to twist the fork, too. But would you have threatened? No, probably not, knowing me. I think I would have. Yeah, I mean, he deserved it, but I probably would have been one of the four who will let Rachel take care of that for us. Related to this moment, because this is where I noticed myself doing it. Do you guys, like, picture your own high school or middle school or whatever when you read stuff set in their school in this? Honestly, no. I've never thought about it. It, but I don't. Animorphs, I don't. I 100%, and it doesn't make sense because, like, they had all come out by the time I was at high school, but I 100% picture my high school. You know, I don't know what I used to picture, but I do know that the lunchroom that they were in is the lunchroom from the TV show. Yeah, I. That's I, 100%. I hadn't thought about it, but that's exactly what I pictured. I picture my high school lunchroom, the whole thing with Rachel and the fork. I pictured happening, like, my high school had this extended, like, covering, like, concrete and stone. I mean, stone. It was like pebbles cemented together but this big like concrete like uh uh what's the thing called a roof suspended by columns outside that people stand under while they're waiting for their parents to pick them up from school an overpass pavilion Uh, hers is probably better than mine hers is definitely better than yours it's still not where i'm going but i think people get the point yeah um awning would it be an awning awning? would be probably better but like an extended awning yeah just like you know but like i definitely picture this out there taking place where i would have been standing waiting to be picked up i picture a bastardized version of my the elementary school i was in probably mixed with another school probably middle school or high school but no i i guess i kind of picture my high school in books that are newer but because i read animorphs as a kid i have some version of a school from when i was what 10 years old when this book came out that i picture rather than what i have to build on from now yeah i mean i would have been what like fifth grade yeah fourth or fifth yeah yeah oh you're older than me i was fourth yeah am i i thought we were the same it doesn't matter um i was fourth when they started coming out anyway um i just know i moved in 99 oh this was september of 98 so yeah i would have been in fifth grade at that point um feeling old tim yep Uh, I was in college in September of 98. Yeah, this would have been like beginning of fifth grade because fifth grade yep. was Columbine. Um, and it was that spring. Um, I don't know why it's the high school I picture. Well, maybe I do. Maybe it's because none of the, really none of the the elementary or middle schools I went to had architecture that makes sense with some of these scenes. That's fair. Like if you walked out the front door of any of those schools, you were standing in the road immediately. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, we do get a reminder that they are not in high school yet. No, they are definitely not. When Rachel yells at Jake, I do like that conversation. There's a lot that happens before that that we can take a look. Yeah, actually, maybe not. We are almost up to the 
taking over. No, we are up to David creeping on Rachel in the bathroom. Oh, it's the worst. Like, uh, oh, it's the worst. I understand why he did it, but it is hella creepy and terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's just the the literal worst. David would have been involved with Gamergate. He would totally be on all the Reddits talking about how he's this nice guy and why can't anybody just date stop dating their jerky loser boyfriends for him and eventually doing something terrible to some poor poor girl. And David, David deserves to be a rat. David probably would work in the White House right now. Mm, stop that. David might be. Jared Kushner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was it was gross. And then when she was like that, he may have been on her. Yeah, I was like, oh, I want out of all of this. Like, how did he? So she went home cr- and tried to crash. No, she did fall asleep by that yeah. point. So he must have come into her room while she was asleep, demorphed, remorphed. Sorry, I had to take a pause to not let out any of the terrible thoughts that were in my mind at the moment. Remorph into like a flea or something. He could have ridden in as the flea on her sister. <laughs> no, I think that requires a lot more i mean realistically he could have been like outside the window yeah i think um, that possible. uh david, so there's... david rachel leaves her window fairly open for tobias yeah, yeah there's there's a bunch of i don't know he's gross no matter what but yeah that that, that part i was just, who's a bigger villain who's a worse villain david or visitor three david david i'd say that took way too long to come to the right decision well no i only paused because i was stopping to remember who in my game of thrones matchups i <laughs> made each of them and i only paused to let Alex go first. Well, that's so nice of you. Yeah, there was no thought behind that. Uh, David's definitely the worst. So let's get into the Rachel Jake conversation that I think is kind of a bit of a game changer for the entire team. You know, they they do hug it out at the end of this, but I don't think it's resolved. Well, they must say think... some things that they can't take back. Yeah, I don't think that relationship is as, as good. There's a crack, definitely. Yeah. Rachel demands answers from Jake on why he called for her first, why he let her go after David. Basically, you're the leader. You, If he had told her to stop, she wouldn't have gone. Yeah, I, I don't, like, it seems strange to me because it seemed almost like a level of trust to say, because there are a couple that I'm sure he would not have let gone. But, I mean, I get, like, after... Exactly. I get the after reading it, how it played out and what his intentions were. But while I'm reading it, it was like, no, that's a good move. And, you know, she's if you're going to pick one, pick her, let her do it, you know, which I guess is exactly what she's upset about. So more more proof of me being Jake dumb. But I think Jake acknowledging that he has actively crossed a line Mm -hmm. that he never thought he would, that he is actively using Rachel, manipulating Rachel. Well, and I think it's something very specific about that, because she is not just identifying this thing in her that she's worried is broken but she is basically putting him in a position where he has to accept that this thing in him this other thing in him is also broken that he is using his friends as tools and i think there's an argument hello let me put on my cassie hat (laughs) that the thing that makes it something they can move past is not that he says he's sorry it's that he acknowledges yes i'm broken too yeah his sorry is kind of bullshit but he does acknowledge that he's broken he doesn't get defensive about it and that is good. I mean, she is basically saying, if I'm the pot, you're the kettle. Yeah. And that's why I find it hilarious that Tim's like, yeah, this is going to have a happy ending. We're 22 books in and at least two of them have acknowledged I'm fucking broken. (laughs) Something's wrong. Define happy ending. Not to mention the whole, and Tobias, I don't even know what's going on with Tobias. 
I mean, it's true. You don't know what's going on with Tobias because who fucking knows what's going on with Tobias? Tobias doesn't even know what he's going on half the time. It's great we've got a Tobias book coming up. Yeah. Um, Define, I don't know. You're the one <laughs> that every time I'm like, yeah, how do you I, think this is going to end? And you're like, everybody's going to live and it's going to be sunshine and rosy glasses. No, you don't say that. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually take that away from that, but it's yeah. fun to say. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know how it's going to end. I just feel like there's going to be some sort of, like, I don't know that everybody's going to be okay, but there'll be Visser 3 defeat if it doesn't happen before book 60 and he gets replaced by somebody else, another Visser 3 or something. I mean, good news is there's only 54 in the main series, so it will happen Somehow before 60. I, I have it's a book, 60 in total. I have a book 60. You do not. I do. Tim got the secret book. Tim got somebody's fanfic as a book. No, I when when, like when he wrote into uh, Scholastic, they sent him a copy of number 60. <laughs> it's handwritten in electric pink gel pen, but... <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I don't have a 60. Maybe I'm making that up. I mean... Making stuff up again, Timmy. I'm not going to tell you that you're misremembering, but... Yeah, I probably am. But hey, I worked in some Book of Mormon lyrics. Everyone can be you happy did. about that. that. I glossed over the entire summit thing. Do we want to kind of go through all the damn stuff and then come back to that? Pachyderm Beach Parade. Pachyderm Beach Parade. Parade. All right, let's go into it. I guess we kind of have to because David does pop up there. I did forget about that because I totally thought it was Visitor 3 as a killer whale for some reason and not as an alien from another fucking planet. Visser 3, big fan of Free Willy 2. Not <laughs> one, but Dude. he loves the music of Michael Jackson. Who doesn't? Uh, well, that's controversial. But big shout out to my sister who loves Michael Jackson. So they morph in essentially hurricane-like weather. I did read it panicking for them, <laughs> even knowing how it was going to end. I read it and thought, oh, the Illamist is giving them cover. Oh, that's true. This um, is way too convenient and allows them to wrap up this major thing in like three chapters, if that. Yeah, and the Illamist. I love him. I, He's in-universe explanation for anything convenient. This is very true. He is their ex machina. Deus ex machina? Yeah, deus ex machina. Thank Wait, you. No. I always forget the first part of it because of that damn movie now. Rachel gets to meet the president. And the Russian president. I thought Russian too. The only one that could possibly be is the Russian one. Russian? Who else is there? The UK? Russia, UK, US, Japan, China. France. Yeah. Oh, it's Japan, France. Yeah. It could have been France. I don't feel like a French president would be that drunk that's true also it's the 90s if it were a france joke it would have been surrender yeah i just kind of wish i remember who was in charge of russia and france back in the 90s and who was old but i guess everybody to a 12 year old is old yeah oh. russian president wasn't it yeltsin 1998 you would know better than me it was boris yeltsin well done nice. yeah the crap i hang on to it is better than realizing there's a Hanson song that you entirely forgot, but then when you listen to it, realize you remember every fucking word of it, and then you're like, what is this song about? And France was Jacques Chirac. Nope, didn't know that one. Really? Yeah, definitely Russian. You weren't familiar with his famous hit, Chirac You Like a Hurricane? <laughs> no, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was, in fact, however, the song playing over this entire Pachyderm Beach Parade. <laughs> there you go. Also, Chirac, You Like a Hurricane is good. <laughs> no, I meant... Never mind. <laughs> Um, I do have to admit they were smart not to give David all of their secrets up front. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know about the chi. Oh, we're still on the parade and the killer whale. And the fact that David doesn't realize that big whales don't eat killer whales. Yeah. Look, he can only be so good at so many things. Not good at counting to six. Yeah. Like, I get it that David had it rough. He has lost his parent and his house. David was not a good guy to begin with. No. No. As Marco warned us, don't trust a kid with a snake. <laughs> That's very true. 
Not with a snake, with a cobra, specifically, which I believe we touched on at the beginning of this, and I'm going to have to attribute all of this to terrible parenting by leaving him with a cobra. A cobra makes the best babysitter. If you want to eliminate said baby, I suppose. Hey, there is one specific kind of cobra that is excellent at giving out orders. That's your cobra commander. Yeah, that's true. He's still got shit from Serpentor, though. Serpentor? I hardly know her. (laughs) Do you remember the cobra's name? Oh, it was... Megadeth was the cat. Spawn. No, Uh, Spawn. Shit, I can't remember. No, I think you're right. Oh, am I? Okay. Where did he get... When did he get... I guess he's going back and forth from the garden to get Morse. Yeah. Okay, now in my head canon... I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You're fine. But he just mentioned Cobra Commander, so now Visser 3 is played by Cobra Commander in my head. Like that voice. That's Visser 3's voice now. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm also sitting here trying to, to remember the name of the kid from the Cobra Kai Dojo in... Johnny Lawrence. William Zabka? William Zabka. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. I knew it was William something. Which, by the way, if you're not watching Cobra Kai, why? So good. I'll add it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Q. Ron Howard. He didn't add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to have seen the Karate Kid first. That's probably true. You haven't seen the Karate Kid? I have not seen why any Karate Kid. I don't know. Yeah. Most people are more surprised when I have seen something. Yeah, that's fair. I saw 500 I Days of Summer in the theater. Yeah, that's a bad choice. No, I didn't see that movie. I can't comment on whether or not it's a bad choice. It had Zoe Deschanel in it. That does not make it a good choice. Well, no. <laughs> but unless you're talking about the new girl, it does. Wait, are we saying we like the new girl or we don't like the new I'm girl? I'm saying I don't like the new girl. Oh. I like the first few seasons of New Girl, but Zoe Deschanel gets constantly put in as a manic pixie dream girl. And that is what 500 Days of Summer is. Thank you. She was fine there. I'm going to say that the best use of Zoe Deschanel was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I remain mad that it never got a sequel. Because it wasn't that great of a movie outside of her. It was fantastic. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't. It was only okay. It was fantastic. I own like three copies of it. It was only okay. Although my mother watched it recently on Tal Day, so do I, she did thoroughly enjoy it. Do I get a vote in this? Yeah. Tim, okay. Tim, look at me. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at you. It was only okay. No, you don't get a vote. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. I bet if they redid it, especially if they could get the people that did Good Omens, it would be very good. I think whoever... I mean, fine, get Neil fucking Gaiman to help do the screenplay for Hitchhiker's Guide. There's no way that that's not better if Neil Gaiman's involved. I liked it. I didn't say that I didn't like it. I just say that it was only okay. Now, you haven't seen a lot of movies, so like, what can you compare it to? (laughs) 500 Days of Summer. (laughs) Which means it's amazing. I'm sorry, but you did sell yourself up for that. <laughs> I can't be mad except for Tim beating me to saying 500 days of summer. Okay, getting back to David. I also saw Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist in theaters. I do like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, but I am also blinded by, that is Michael Sarah, right? Uh, and Cat mm-hmm. Dennings, which is the yeah, reason I saw it. I'm blinded by both of them and will pretty much just like whatever they're in. I've been Most... on that Cat Dennings train since Raising Dad. And Michael Sarah just always looks confused that he's on a movie set and it's wonderful. Michael Sarah for Tobias. No, Michael Sarah for Jake. I'll allow it. Kat Dennings could not pull off Blonde, though. Are you saying Kat Dennings for Rachel? Yeah, but... No, no, Kat Dennings would not be a Rachel. To me. Can't pull off that Blonde well. David replaces Sadler. Which, By the I, way... I have to ask, Tim, did you see that one coming? Because I accidentally said point blank that it was coming in the last episode. Y- yeah, was it you or Meg that said that? One of you said uh, that. It was me. Know. Yeah, Um. but yeah, that one I did. Okay. I mean, I think but... I, if you said it, I pointed out that he definitely made a look when it was said yeah yeah we definitely dropped some heavy hints on that one yeah 
Um, also the, uh, the Rachel being upset about Jake picking her. I was like, well, that's gotta be a theme of the book. Yeah. But I, I, it I don't is know. It's an important like, theme of the book. It is. It is. But it was like the way it was talked about in the previous episode. I'm like, well, it's going to be a, a big theme in the book. But it's, it's like the Sadler part is like, I have a hard time picking the most awful thing that David does. <laughs> like, because the creepiness with Rachel is obviously bad, but you know, hiding a dying kid's body and taking his place and still, I don't think anybody realized where Sadler's body was by the end of this book. No, I don't think they ever say. Elevator shaft. It's gotta be. It's the only place it can be. He what, like pushes the body on the top of the roof? Yeah, like yeah how do you get up, it in an elevator shaft? Up through the hole on top of the elevator. It's gotta be where it is. It's eventually gonna start smelling. Yeah. I don't think I could do that by myself. And I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, but you're not a grown-ass man who could, like, personally uh, morph into something that's stronger. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. I oftentimes forget that they can do this. Yeah. Also, as soon as you said, I don't know what the worst thing he does is, the literally H. John Benjamin's voice, the voice of Sterling Archer, pops into my head. He killed a tiger. <laughs> I mean, his whole mantra is that it's not murder if it's an animal. Which, by the way, I I don't understand why nobody goes to like, I mean, I guess it'd be a waste of time, but nobody argues this point that it's it's not an animal, it's a person in animal form. They're friend and now they just want to hurt him. Like, that's how they're arguing it. Also, most of them have not slept in days. Yeah, that's true too. Rachel's gone like 48 hours, a a few minutes of sleep or longer by the time this is over. Which is part of the reasons her emotions are so fucking high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what I was trying to say is, he says that he doesn't murder because they're animals. They say that Sadler's heart stopped and that's why they were taking him to surgery. In my mind, Sadler's heart stopped because he disconnected the stuff from Sadler until I I realized that this all happened in an elevator. And can we comfortably say that David did not murder Sadler? I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah, but I think we can can move on as if it's the way that it happened without, you know, like we'll operate that way even though we'll say that there's a possibility he could have because it only makes sense that he waited till he was gone to do it. So you're saying he waited until he died and then replaced him. Yes. Because he'd have to have him alive to get the DNA. Mm, didn't think about that part. No. Uh, that changes my vote because that means he was definitely there. He was definitely there in the elevator shaft. No, yeah, but before he before he passed, he was definitely yeah. there. So. so I guess the question is, did he... I think he took him off life support or whatever. Yeah, I think so too. And I could easily see David justifying that as it's only the machine keeping him alive. No, I totally agree. It's He was going to die anyway argument. Ah, David sucks. Yeah. He's the literal worst. So how do you feel about Rachel having to act all week? It needed doing. I felt it was a little too much. I felt like it was too much. I feel like it so goes against how they normally build a plan, though. Yeah. That it makes sense that, like, stroking his ego and doing this atypical thing and really throwing a lot of things off of the formula would probably, to some degree, work. Yeah, but at the same time, balanced by the fact that Jake isn't going so far off formula. Like, he's the one that's still arguing with david and yeah. you know at that point and and rachel's just playing up the opposite end of it yeah i just we go from book one where it's kind of david and marco butting heads to now it's david and rachel i did appreciate marco's i told you so i did yeah. too yeah i also really like the whole scene where uh they keep testing marco to see if it's him yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great <laughs> eventually i'm gonna miss a punchline and rachel's gonna kill me yep and uh I think marco that- 
Actually, it's probably the point I laughed that got someone's attention. <laughs> Marco practicing for being someone with a famous podcast and a Twitter feed. Yeah, Marco definitely would have a podcast. The whole, please don't tweet jokes we missed at us thing that you hear people yeah. say. So they make their decision and they cannot talk about it at all. And I think that is an incredibly well done scene where they are yeah. just talking about a sunny, a night's day. And every so often someone will be like, mention the plan. And everybody else works hard to be like, no, fuck that. We're going to continue to talk about what makes a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see, because we'll get a Cassie book in what? If there wasn't Hork Bajor Chronicles, it'd be two books. Yeah. yeah. To see if this is still plaguing her at all. Oh, it's got to come back, right? The way she hangs on to everything. Yeah. This absolutely can't be the last we hear of this. And then we never heard from it again <laughs> because Tim predicted. <laughs> yeah, that's Well, that's I guess true. that brings on the question. <laughs> is this the last time we're going to see David? Okay. I would have <laughs> said no, but the way they ended it makes me think yes. The boat goes by and they hear somebody yelling, no and 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 that that kind of feels like we won't see him again it's the but again shack. i am like shack. oh forever on prediction so he'll probably be back what next you need book. to do shake is shack. what i do when i get off of a subway i go i think where i off on a subway at a new spot where i go i think i'm going to walk that way which means my gut is telling me to walk that way which means i always go the opposite <laughs> because i am very bad with directions I'll do that for my predictions. I'll just predict the opposite. There you go. <laughs> so I got odds and ends that I could pull out, but I think we've kind of covered all the big stuff. Yeah. Do you want to do odds and ends then Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones then odds and ends? Go ahead and do your Game of Thrones. I'm going to see if I know these characters. Okay. I definitely have watched the final episode and listened to Stephanie enough. So we had a request in our Discord, which you two can join. And if you're not Bono in the Edge, you also can join. Um, Asking for... <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Tim Guy. That took me so long. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. Um, that's the benefit to our cutting the silence. Um, <laughs> we had a request in the Discord for which Game of Thrones character correlates to each Animorphs character. And that was, was that Twitchmo? I believe so, yes. So I did a full list. Jin managed to do a partial list to send to me between, you know, the creek rising. For Jake, Jin has Sir Davos Seaworth. I have Stannis Baratheon. I was going to go with Jon Snow? I debated Jon Snow. I actually did debate Davos too. Um, Davos makes sense. Davos, I think, is probably a, a kinder take on Jake. Stannis is more your uh, very calculated, will sacrifice whoever he has to if they're the right person to send out version of it maybe somewhere in the middle is a little more accurate uh for rachel Jin had melisandre uh the red woman i have and i'm going to go ahead and say i think mine is perfect liana mormont whose whose house sigil is a bear and who is excellent and who without spoiling what i believe i remember of the last animorphs book or the last season of game of thrones i feel like have similar ends well then you're not allowed to watch game of thrones now i don't even know who he's talking about so it's fine yeah um I have a Tobias, Jojen Reed, who, if you if you watch the show, he's one of the two kids who escort Bran north of the wall. Okay. Um, hi. Episode. I watched I, one episode. I went for accuracy over uh, recognizability. Also, I really thought long and hard about saying Jamie and Cersei for Jake and Rachel. Just oh. to irritate you. Hold on. I think I get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cap. Yay. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
been on the wrong rant last night about how much I really don't like incest story plot lines. Joe Jen Reed's kind of got that flighty, disconnected thing going too. Um, my original pick for Cassie was just she is too good for this world. But then I remembered Brienne of Tarth exists. There's and a like, character that oh, too good for the Game of Thrones world. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you thought there was a character called She is too good for this world. One episode. That's all I've seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, before I remembered Liana Mormont, contenders for Rachel were uh, Danny and Arya too. But I'm gonna stick to Liana. Um, but Brienne is awesome and loyal and all of those things. Uh, did no, Jin didn't have a Cassie for Marco. Jin has Tormund, Giant's Bane. I have Bronn. Bronn, who is snarky and also happens to manage to profit off of everything he does and is a survivor. And I feel like for all of Marco's faults, many of which he and Bronn share. Marco is, you know, surprisingly uh, 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 resilient. Axe, I've got Jorah Mormont, just out of, like, loyalty and responding to your prince or princess, as you will. Elfanger is perfect, and Meg, you should get this one, having seen the first episode, maybe. I have not seen the first episode, I have only seen the final episode. Oh, then never mind, I've you won't get I've this seen one. The, I've seen the first episode. Okay, John Aaron is my Elfanger. John Aaron's entire role is how giving out information he should, or realize information he shouldn't and then dying and fucking everyone over sounds like Elfangor yeah yep David is Ramsey Bolton the sadistic little prick who tortures anyone and everyone he can Visser 3 oh wait uh let's see here oh um for Elfangor Jin had Ned Stark which I think kind of same thing dying kicks everything yeah. off uh Jin has Littlefinger for David I think Littlefinger is somehow better than David and that's mostly just saying how terrible David is uh uh for Visser 3 I've got Viserys Targaryen not just because Viser Viserys but also because I feel like uh, unrealistic expectations and generally incompetent and entitled is a pretty accurate version of a would-be ruler uh, uh, in terms of Viser 3 Viser 1 is Cersei for Eric Jen has Missande I have Varys both Varys and Eric like kind of hang out and deal in information and rarely actually get their hands dirty um, you're really not gonna get any reactions out um, of us yeah no I know <laughs> I know. Someone listening, if if only Twitchmo, someone listening will appreciate this, I hope. Uh, Chapman is Master Kyburn, um, who is generally not particularly effective or competent, except every now and then he kind of is a little bit, and maybe the only thing keeping his boss from being, you know, totally blindsided. Uh, the Elemist, Jin has the Lord of Light. I have Bran Stark, which Meg should get if she saw the last episode. You said the Elemist? Yes. The Elemist is Bran, who sees all of time. I guess. And Listen, here's what I remember about the last episode. The wonderful dragon scene, with the and then the fact that nobody fucking told me that Tobias Menzi was in the stupid show. Who? That's all I remember. The guy that stood up that was like, I could be king, and then um, Sophie, Sophie Turner was yep. like, sit down, uncle. Oh, that dude. Uh, yeah. Nobody actually thought he was still alive, and then he showed up in that scene again. Um, and then for the Krayak, the Night King. Jen and I agreed on that one. That one's nice. easy and obvious. That one I understand. Yeah. Um, 
hey, this is more fun when I'm not the only one who Yeah, knows. sorry. It's okay. I blame water. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Agree, disagree, tweet at us. <laughs> Do we want to solicit feedback on Twitter for our, our comparison for the next episode? Yes. I mean, if you... Yeah, we're, we'll go ahead and say yeah. that we're gonna, I guess, have people throw out if they want, because yeah. people seem to like these comparisons. Um, we're gonna do the Animorphs' X-Men, which is kind of appropriate, because I think Black Phoenix starts this weekend, which will be last weekend when this episode comes out, because um, we need a lot of time to think about that, because there's a lot of X-Men characters. There are a lot of X-Men characters. And Megan hasn't read that much X-Men. Megan listens to Jay Miles. It's all good. Um, Alex has read too much X-Men. I did debate buying Dark Phoenix comics today, but um, yeah, but if yeah. you want to throw your Animorphs as X-Men, or if you want your Animorphs as whatever, throw those two. Tweet at us. Don't put Animorphs as X-Men in the Discord if you're in the Discord, because I want to do this without seeing other people's ideas. If you're going to do it, put a spoiler tag on it. That works too. Yeah. But no, I always read the spoiler tags. That's then fine. don't do it. This is you. Just tell me testing. that's what's behind the spoiler tag. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Alex. Hey, Tim. Should they use a hashtag? Oh, I yes. Mean, X-Manamorphs. It's better just to tag it, because I think think only one of us check the twitter <laughs> that is right also true x manamorphs no hyphen because right, hashtags so can't have hyphen let's get back to book 22 to the eternal consternation of dan slot who always got mad at the missing hyphens in spider-man book 22 <laughs> What other little things did you guys enjoy or not enjoy about this book? I mean, I dug it all. Uh, David sucks. David sucks. There is, in chapter one, while Rachel is morphing, she goes, that weasel, that slimy. Yeah. What word do you think she was trying to say to act? Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that would have been difficult to explain. Narf. Because she's a big fan of Pinky and the Brain. Okay, because that's canon so far. Um, there's a lot of choices, and I don't think any of them sound remotely close to the sound that actually came out of her. <laughs> I would assume motherfucker, but her mouth is starting to turn, and that's how you get the end. I could buy that. We'll go with that one. Um, we'll see what else, I guess. Oh, there's a really great part. So Rachel's explaining that this is Jake, and that he's been in more for X amount of minutes, and that they're going to, like, that Cassie needs to get him out, and that they're going to go make sure Mark goes okay, and Cassie goes, okay, good luck. And her father goes, we don't need luck. We've got your mom. I just thought that was really great. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> that was just a really great moment. Yeah. Um, I forget what Cassie's dad does. He works he, there too. He runs the animal rehabilitation shelter. center. Yeah. But I guess is he just the, like, just not an exotic animal vet? Just a regular vet? I think there's anything so, yeah. wrong with regular vets. Just Like farm vet? Yeah, they sent him out to look at the horse in the Area 51 That's right. book. Yeah, so I guess he's a regular vet. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they that. A lot of mine are just ticks on how emotional Rachel is and how much maybe Jake sucks until he admit that he also is fucked up. I really do like the part where she questions if she was like this before the Animorph and trying to remember who she was and if this is something that is part of her or something that what caused this, this bloodthirst. And I'm gonna straight up say it. I think I hate how the ghostwriters do Rachel, but I could be changed. We'll see. Because Rachel is very conflicted here. She knows what she likes or that she does thrive on war, but she isn't happy about that. She's trying not to give in to it in some ways. You think you, they take that away from her? Yeah, I think they just make her really bloodthirsty, but I could be wrong. It has been a very long time since I've read past 22. Actually, past 24. Um, that would, That's interesting, because when you said that, I thought you meant they went the other way and kind of tamed her down. Her, yeah, made her more the where she started, the, the shopping girl or whatever. No, um, this is a really big turning point. There's like every, it's just another, I mean, it's the end of a trilogy, so maybe that's why. I can't tell if Alex is being really quiet or if he's frozen. He's being really quiet. Oh, okay. 
Um, no, this is, you know, between they can't go back from what they've done to David. Yeah, that makes sense. Since it's, you know, the most awful thing ever. No, it's not. <laughs> One of the questions we did get in the Discord, uh, holy disclose, would it have been better to kill David or his life as a rat better than no life at all? I think we know where Tim lies on this. Yes, yeah, no, I'm, I'm standing firm on this one. I'm not saying that life as a rat is better than no life at all. I am saying that for, like, that answer is from David's perspective. I think for from the perspective of the Animorphs, like, don't cross the line that is intentionally killing if you can avoid it. Even though Jake already fully has, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, look, you bore <laughs> one guy as a rhinoceros. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about yeah, that no, guy. Just, I know what you were talking about. <laughs> I know you do. I love how you sneak that in in almost every episode. <laughs> I knew as I was setting her up that I was setting her up. I know when it's coming. <laughs> all right, Cassie. Um, <laughs> That's all I really got. Yeah. I think it is. This is still one of the best trilogies, villains, turning points, whatever you want to call it in the series. Yeah. And I'm very glad to see that it has aged fairly well. I, well, I, I tell you what, I, I enjoyed the trilogy. I think maybe, I don't know, y'all seem to enjoy the trilogy like like the first time you read it, but I don't think it's had the impact for me that it had for y'all in terms of like, maybe after I see where the story goes from this, it'll be a little bit like bigger a thing. Here is why I think it was but, such a big thing for me. Yeah, like, um, this is, this. you said this was your favorite three books of the series, right? at least the most memorable part of the series to me. Okay. Um, And actually, this was the thing I was going to say anyway, but remember a couple of episodes ago? Ago, in the first part i compared it to the five-part green ranger yes intro on power rangers yes like the formula of this kind of storytelling at that point in time was this is how you introduce a new ally you bring them in you let them seem like there's some kind of conflict there you maybe let them seem like an edgy outsider they're the edgy outsider ba- outsider bad boy in the group but eventually they become part of the group and just remain the kind of extreme one yes and this completely circumvents that narrative or trope yeah that phrasing it that way makes a lot of sense like i definitely made it at least through the first one being like okay this is good they're gonna turn it around somehow by the end of the second one obviously not at that point yeah there's only really one way it can go but it's so much taking the normal shape and fucking with it that i'm sure that was part of why it was such a big deal to me that makes sense and that it's sort of the same thing. I probably have mentioned it on this show before, but I don't remember. It was Ronan Warriors for me, which was the cartoon that we used to watch after after school. And something happens in that that changed. Like if you had watched the rest of the episodes, you needed to know that that piece of it. And it was it was wild to me that something could have actual consequences as opposed to just resetting every episode. Yeah. yeah. And and I and it sort of changed the way I looked at stories. You know what I'm saying? Like it was oh, there can be something bigger than just the well fight the bad guy till he runs away at the end of the episode yeah you know and i i can definitely see how that would that would be so memorable for you i think this is the first time in a in a series where i realized someone wouldn't necessarily see the bigger picture and put aside whatever desires they had david wanted these powers because he wanted power and he wanted money and he did not give a shit if the yorks were taking over or not yeah for whatever reason he just didn't care and you couldn't there was nothing they could have done the yorks fucking have his parents yeah there's nothing he could they could have done to convince him that this fight was important or more important and you know cassie even asks him you know like this is a bargaining chip it's not going to work and 
I don't know. It just is kind of the first. It's not really a betrayal, but in a way, I guess. I mean, I think it very much is a betrayal. It is. I mean, he goes from, yeah, I'll join you to, well, I've killed three of you today. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no problem murdering the rest of you guys as soon as you turn into an animal. I think it was just something, a lot of darkness. I mean, by this point, I had read dark books, but there was a clear line of good versus evil. Yeah. And this is a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, like, even just the contrivance of, I mean, you can look at it a couple of ways. The, if you give someone power, they will recognize responsibility, which I think is in line with what meg is saying or even just like from the narrative formula of in in like especially fiction aimed at kids well the heroes have identified this new person therefore they must be heroic as well and we just haven't seen it yet and like in either case i mean that's that's I guess I'm saying the same thing I said a minute ago, but that is subversive. And that is the first time you really get to see something at this scale that is not only is he bad, but he is just like really good at being that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, TV shows nowadays... Um, I mean, hell, watching Lucifer, I spent an entire season going, is this person good or evil? I cannot tell. Because, like, my instinct is not trust anybody new. <laughs> and they take a really long time to tell you if they're good or evil. Actually, that happens twice. And I mean, I feel like a lot of the shows that, I mean, even just a lot of the shows that we talk about, like Lucifer and iZombie and, um, I mean, maybe there are a couple of others that, that well, like Riverdale, to some degree, <laughs> plays pretty fast, and I'm behind on it, but plays pretty fast and loose on like status quo and who is ridiculous and redeemable or who is ridiculous and awful or who is redeemable and a different kind of ridiculous maybe like there's so much constant fluctuation because hey people are complex yeah but that kind of complexity just didn't exist and i i david's maybe not all that complex but he is he's not a stupid guy that's all ego well is actually a really intelligent dude that is getting in the way of himself and maybe just is a psychopath for whatever reason well, i mean i think i think david's pretty rough but i think that there is enough built around him that is also bad that it makes it you can you it makes it so that you can question it at least for a while okay is he just upset and reacting or is he actually a monster yeah i think when you start murdering animals it's always the first sign that you're gonna be something not good anyways it goes back to i think um my one of my best friends read a wrinkle in time recently which is my childhood favorite book so- and good. she was like, and she's 35. So, you know, reading this is in her mid 30s. She was like, it's fine. And I think it's kind of that impact where like, if yeah. I, I've got her favorite, I read one of hers and I was like, it's okay. It's not going to have the same significance for you because you have had all of these shocking yeah. things happen. Yeah. So I get why you're saying it's not as big, that you still enjoyed it, but it's not yeah. this big shocking, no. you know, yeah. I mean, this impacted both of our lives. It's, and, and we've got a few people in the discord that have also said like, this is the only thing that I remember, or this is the last thing that I remember. You know, I mean, when we mentioned Aiden Gallagher a few episodes ago as casting somebody, and the fact that, you know, my friend Rob, Robin, uh, immediately texted and was like, David. So it's, you know. But I'll say this too, like, so much of... I think I've said on here before, like, I, I I don't think nostalgia is a healthy impulse. But I think there is a looking back fondly on something and recognizing the moment and why it was important and why it made an impact that is useful in, like, you know, explaining, telling stories going forward, whatever. But I do think very much, like, certain things, if you don't read them, you know, just before you're exposed to other similar story elements or at a point in time when it is subversive and 20 years later it's not so subversive or whatever, like, it is 
is it is i think harder to buy in in the same way because so much of consuming media and fiction is a dialogue with your own inner monologue and what's going on in the world and just where you and everything happen to be yeah no, that makes a lot of sense and a lot of things there this book shows a lot of things it's first of all i mean i think by book 11 k applegate was kind of starting to freak out that she was running out of ideas and yet 10 books later she came up with this yeah. And that is so different. It, you know, the sci-fi elements aren't important in this. This is human nature. It's more internal. And it also is a point where we can go, okay, the first person that you guys tried to turn into an Animorph, fucking bad. Yeah. Not a good idea. Which is not to say that maybe they won't turn anybody else into an Animorph, but it's going to require such a different thinking process. Yeah. But I mean, it's know. the difference between why don't we make more Animorphs and why don't we have an army in the next book? is because it went very fucking badly the first time we tried yeah i mean they could have easily just laid or relied on the fact that you don't know who's a controller and who's not but by doing this it's even more scarring though yeah yeah and it's showing people their breaking points yeah. it's the difference between paranoia and trauma yeah that's a good point does that answer your question <laughs> <laughs> I think so. This isn't the book that showed me that there's darkness in the world, but this showed me how dark humans are. Or the series did. I definitely was already at People Suck by this point, because I was a jaded fucking kid. But this was definitely like, oh, people can suck in fiction too. Damn. (laughs) That's fair. Um, We did have a few more questions on Discord, I believe. Let's see here. Gotta read through. We do have a new uh, friend on Discord who loves the David Trilogy. Yvette is our new friend on Discord, and um, she talked about how she's read this book so many times that it's falling apart. Um, this one is not, but it's very close for me too. This is the this is the first one I have pulled out that has like significant damage to it. Like the cover <laughs> on this one is oh, like, yeah, hardcore nice. bent creased. Yeah, we get the, also in this the first time that Rachel kind of takes charge and her feelings about that and if Axel will fall, fall in line. And I don't know if this necessarily means that Rachel is officially the number two, but I think this is kind of the point where she becomes the number two not that i think it comes off very often but um it is interesting to see that axe immediately falls in line with what rachel has to say maybe that's only me that feels that way (laughs) no sorry i got distracted i remembered i did have one more question for you guys and i'm googling to look at an answer I, I think I've always viewed Rachel as the number two, though. I don't know if I was supposed to have, but I think I've always viewed it that way. I mean, she's a second book, so it kind of... Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Um, uh, that also brings up that... Uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts on Jake and Rachel's conversation about Rachel's role, which we did discuss, but also on Rachel's choice to stay with David at the end, which we haven't discussed. We have discussed what they did to David, but in the end, Rachel tells everybody to go away, that they don't have to... That she can take on this trauma that they don't have to also take on and experience the two hours of David getting stuck because you cannot block David it's yelling well, out I, you know as much as she wants to push back about her being the one that's capable of doing it the truth is she's the one that's capable of doing it yeah I think a, a lot of her idioticness recklessness comes from kind of a selflessness yeah I could see that because um, I mean okay going back to the whole presidential summit she they're in this hurricane like weather right they decide that Cassie should morph first because she's the best morpher and Cassie goes in and looks like she's not dealing with it well and Rachel's like shit I'm the best swimmer so she immediately goes to try to do something and yeah I still I mean she's bloodthirsty and like this war is changing her and there's definitely a dark passenger but she's still a good person and 
I don't know how much she's going to cling to that, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is at the end where she sends them all away. Because honestly, I think they could have all handled it. I mean, I don't think... I don't think I read it as entirely a compassionate thing. I think I read it as self-flagellation. I feel like there is an element to it that is, and maybe it's two sides of the same coin, but I feel like there's an element to it that is accepting, okay, I don't entirely have my humanity anymore. So I'm going to punish myself for that. And maybe also preserve the other's humanity at the same time. That's a fair point. You don't don't think it's kind of her coming to terms with what she was pushing back against earlier in the book? I think it is. That's kind of how I read it. That's not a bad take either. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think it's complicated, but I think yeah. I think some of it is probably like a little bit okay. Fine, I'm a monster. Let me do the monstrous thing. I, yeah, see, that's sort of how I I read it. But just I, I guess we're saying the same thing, but but still different. Is that it's like I can't. I don't want people to view me this way. But then when it came time to do the thing of the person who is that way, she's the one who realizes that it's her role in the group. I don't think. I guess this is what I'm saying. I don't think it's about the group. I think it's about her punishing herself. You think it's more internal, internally driven rather than externally driven? Yes. Okay. Even if it's not, even if it's not her punishing herself and it's her testing herself or whatever, like I think it's... You think it's more about her rather than her? I think it's something she feels like she has to do. That's fair. For herself. Uh, That's sort of the trait of the good book though, right? Yeah, exactly. we can all sort of, yeah. I was just sitting here thinking, man, I could have used this entire series probably for a class. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have a question, and I can't find an answer online. And there's nothing on either the front or the back cover about this. Okay. But as I was reading through, I noticed there is a place for something that tears away that I clearly tore out of mine. Where? Well, no, where yeah, where? Between where? pages 86 and 87. Nope, I have nothing. You have nothing? Yeah, no hint of tearing out between pages 86 and 87. Same. I, what? Can you read the first the first line off of 86? I am wondering, Prince Jake, yeah. Yeah, whether one same. of us has a morph that could defeat David. Yeah, it's the same. But no, I don't have anything that was ripped out. Me neither. That's weird. There is definitely like a place for some sort of perforated something. And I can see like a tiger paw that extends over the top of it. That's so bizarre. Yeah, though there's nothing in mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first printing. Mine would have been two. Yeah. I, I guess this is a good time to mention that mine has the rolling stamp in the back that says, don't be a yurt. <laughs> that was something that when I read this morning, it was uh, like, oh yeah, this is a thing. And then I actually looked at the stamp and was like, oh no, I remember. It. So thanks, Tim, for helping me find that. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Twitchmo also says that this is uh, the end of the David trilogy is the last thing that he remembers and it still haunts him. Um, what other characters in other books or media have a fate like David's and how much is it unique to the mechanism of the Animorphs world? You know, I saw this question earlier and I meant to think <laughs> about it because I know somewhere I've got an answer. Um, for a time, Peter Pettigrew has a very similar fate. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I feel like there's a Doctor Who character or Doctor Who episode where someone's trapped. I mean, I guess you could go with Jafar getting trapped into the the genie bottle. Yeah. Um, None of these are as dark, though, as David. You know, these are just... I don't know. Peter Pettigrew's pretty dark. Yeah. As soon as we finish recording, I'm going to think of 30 of these, but I can't think of one That's what Twitter's for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Peter Pettigrew works, though, because Peter forces himself into this life. He's hiding. He's not forced to be a rat. He's hiding but he fakes his death and stays there so long because he's afraid for his life if he comes out he yeah, literally cuts his off choice. his own he was finger. not forced I mean, into it that's true okay um i don't think it's unique to the 
Animorphs world, but I think the darkness around it is a little bit more unique. I think that usually when something like this happens, it is played with more camp or a happy ending. And it's usually not kids making the decision to do it. That too. Let's see. Now I'm going through our Peter Dinklage and Bella Legally Blonde. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we've got because we have discussed, yeah, the if David's life is better. But yeah, I think that's all we've got for questions. Excellent. And we have no new reviews. No, no new anything else. Correct. All right. Uh, do you have an animal fact for us? I do. I have the most thematically appropriate animal headline fact, whatever you want to call it. Um, this particular story, which is basically writing about a notice that was posted by health officials officials in Hawaii, has the most Animorph-specific headline of any animal-related news item I have ever seen. Tourist infected by brain-invading parasite. No! After eating slug on a dare in Hawaii. Oh, that is so bad and stupid. I don't know which is worse, being dared to eat a slug and doing it, or getting lost in Hawaii for 17 days. Hawaii health officials are warning residents and visitors to avoid slugs, snails, and rats after the Center for Disease Control found that three travelers visiting the state were recently infected with rat lungworm disease. One visitor got the disease because the individual ate a slug. Uh, yes? uh, Eating a slug is one thing. Not preparing said slug by cooking it to the proper slug temperature is I think the part that messes me up the most. Like, don't eat raw slug. Well, you know, Tim, that's actually a very valid point. Um, One of the most... no slug sushi. Got it. (laughs) One of the most common ways people get this is actually undercooked snails. Uh, Another reason not to have escargot. Um, Also, you know, when you learn that slugs and snails eat rat poop, which is how they get it. Don't eat rat poop. Don't eat rat poop. That is, if you learn nothing else from our podcast... (laughs) don't eat rat poop t-shirt there is no treatment for rat lungworm disease and it is terminal oh god it causes meningitis oh god jesus that escalated if i have nightmares tonight alec i am telling you don't eat a slug on a dare i'm just saying you're like weather the only worse right now (laughs) have you eaten any slugs in the recent past i don't know they say you eat bugs in your sleep so now i'm gonna be worried i'm gonna eat a slug in my sleep yeah that's actually not true that you eat slugs in your sleep that you Charlie, cook it first. It's fine if it's not raw. You know the problem with cooking slugs, though, is you can't salt them. Yeah, it's true. Maybe you can after you. I don't want to have this conversation. Ugh. In 2017, scientists also found traces of the parasite in Florida. Research shows that the parasite may be spreading thanks to climate change. 165 so. degrees. You did not. I did. I did, and it's 165 degrees. Thank you, National Geographic. And I believe it is the case. That. Yep, right now you can get an instant read thermometer on Amazon for under 20 bucks. They're on sale for Father's Day. <laughs> Shit, that is coming up. Thank you. Is that Sunday? Opening my calendar because I'm a bad son. We've got a dad on this podcast. Do you know It's the day? 15th. Okay. Yeah. It's the 16th. So, anybody listening to this podcast? Is it the 16th? Yes. Oh, okay. I got my, my weekend days confused. So, if anybody's listening to this podcast, congratulations on making you it. You have through. one, two, three, four, five five days before father's day assuming that we released on tuesday all right not a lot of technology we don't need to go through that 
other than cameras in the fucking elevator, but you know, whatever. I, 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 Paul, I have one piece of technology that I was disappointed not to see in this. Where was weak Dracon beam glasses, dude, during That's, Pachyderm yep. Beach Parade? Maybe they don't work at Do you, night. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe they don't work on giant pachyderms. Like it was low-level Dracon beams that just irritated birds. More than irritated, but yeah, it didn't kill them. I, <laughs> I actually think I prefer the answer. Well, no, who wears sunglasses at night? Drop boxes, <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, and Corey Hart and David Tennant and my mother. So Rolly. Um, I'm glad that the Dropbox thing is picked up. Yeah, again, elevator. I mean, they're in an elevator. The two orderlies get knocked out. Sadler wakes up. There are cameras and elevators, but I think we just I need to accept that Animorphs is a world without cameras. That and makes that's it very it hard is... for Jonathan Taylor Thomas knockoff to do his job. That is why this is Earth three. I don't know which number it is because S- nobody has invented security cameras and this Dr. is Manhattan. why Yerks can exist. Dr. Manhattan pushed the camera away from Kodak six inches. <laughs> um, Alright. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Okay. Um, We are reading the Horkbajir Chronicles next. Woohoo! Oh, I'm super excited about that. Um, no. Any predictions on what you think it's going to be? You thought you were um, safe, didn't you, Tim? No, you know what? I, I'm going to change what I had originally thought. Mm, no. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I should change or not. Um, half of me wants to say that it's going to follow the Horkbajir that were that moved up to the mountaintop. Okay. But I think I want to say that this is going to be the story of the Horkbajir being taken over by the Yerks. What if it's both? What if it is both? <laughs> so we are going to break the book up over two episodes. Yes. Oh, good. Um, Because it is a bit longer than a regular book and because I think a lot happens. And I think when we started the podcast, someone requested that we break this up a little bit. So we're going to do that and take a break from our regular Animorphs people, let them calm down and recoup and uh yeah, yeah. Um, i think that's actually good enough for well do you think chapman shows up um no <laughs> no i don't think uh, my my question is was this originally released as one book yes it is one book okay. it's this is solely i mean we're making this choice because of how long it is and because we okay. had requests to spend more time on it yeah, yeah. okay uh, which is understandable because i think it's a good story it one also, half for the horks one half for the bajirs did you notice the price like all these books are 4.99 each and then the hork bajir chronicles is 12.95 it's a hardcover yes yeah, oh, i know that cover. and then it was like a hologram cover too also by the way maybe i should save this for the next one but i'm not gonna like last week i had an epiphany hork like orc like lord of the rings uh-huh. that's very true i thought you were gonna go hork like hork <laughs> I was really curious to see where you're going with that. That is the best start to a like rap lyric I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So if humans are long pork, pork bajir are sharp pork. No. Sharp pork. Sharp no. pork is also the name of my new ska band. <laughs> um. So I don't know what if we want to place this before or after the intro, but we have had requests for if the animorphs were X-Men characters, which I think we've kind of touched on, but we've never done the full team. I think yeah. more than anything, we've just all kind of agreed that Jake is Cyclops. Yes. Um, or Scott Summers, however you want to address him. But we're going to all take our times and then go through that. Did we say that earlier? We did. We did. Okay, sorry ha- about that. Hashtag you- X-Mandomorph. That's fine. Megan Again. just snapped, ba- snapped back from the uh, uh, <laughs> Sario rip she was in. Listen, I have con brain still. It's going to take me like another day before I'm finally functioning like normal. It's all good. I was just coming up with an in-canon explanation. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I, appreciate it. I got your I back. Did 
take my time turner with me to Sunday. So I only missed one book that I wanted. That was a good day. Um, all if right. If I could turn back time. We would like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If Sorry. You're interested, <laughs> if you're interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spink.animator at gmail.com or visit her at chaos does art, all one word, on Instagram. Or you can find her in our Discord. Peep our show. Oh, what? I had I had one. Oh, no, it's, it's too late now. It's going to be weird. I was going to tell Alex, thanks for sharing when he sang that song. Peep our Sochmeads. Keep our social feeds. I really, really miss Judah. At Vines at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us some questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. My phone went off. All right. Our website is mindsatyerk.com. Spell Yerk. Y E E R K. No, stop. Hang on. Yankee, Echo, Echo, Romeo, Kilo. I didn't remember Yankee. Damn Yankee. Uh, if you like us, and fuck you for thinking I couldn't spell your... <laughs> I thought your phone had shut off again. <laughs> Still not supposed to No, but it's distracting when you're looking at it and it turns off. <laughs> Just I was sitting here thinking, come on, Meg, you can do it. You got it. Uh, if you like us, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> if you like us and want to help us out please rate and review us on apple Podcasts. we are available on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher podbean and spotify and if we are not on your podcast catcher of choice just let us know <sighs> i don't know how we got through that episode um but yeah somebody say when i will acquiesce to when everyone else wants me to do this <laughs> when i began to change into the rat well yes you did and i've been megan my name has been alex i will continue to be tim and until then we fight <laughs>